Good morning, good morning, good morning. You know what it is, San Francisco 49ers morning show, man, going live, talking everything, Trey Lance, answering all of your questions. Come over to YouTube. Let's talk about it right here. Let's get it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. You know what it is, man. We're getting going. We're talking everything Trey Lance this morning. We've been going away for a little bit, a little inconsistent with it. Uh, I was in California. I was in California for the holidays. And it was tough, man. It's tough to tough to record while trying to, you know, tend the family and take the kids here, do this, see these people, stay in the hotel over here. Okay, can I record here? Times are all thrown off. As you can see, I woke up late this morning. I'm still like on California time. So y'all gotta excuse me. But we getting into it, man. Getting back in our groove, getting back into the rhythm. It's good to see all my people in here. Everybody that's in the chat right now, man. Shout out to all y'all. All y'all that's been holding it down. The year is almost over. Year is almost over, man. Somebody asked me, they said, Croc, what's your New Year's resolution? I'm like, damn, what it, what are my New Year's resolutions? Because in my head, it's just I I make goals all the time. I make goals all the time. So I don't know. I take care of myself better. You know what I'm saying? Health-wise, uh, you know, work out more, eat better, uh, those type of things. I think I can definitely, I know I can do a better job of that. So uh, I don't know. I wonder what, what some of y'all New Year's re resolutions. We'll get into some of that. Obviously, we're going to talk to the fans a little bit today. I want to get everybody, all this stuff that's going on. I have not spoken to you guys at all. So we're going to get into all that. If you're on Twitter right now, come over to YouTube, man. Just type in Eric Crocker. It should pop right up. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you guys go listen to the Locked On 49ers episode with myself, Brian Peacock. The crossover episode. I mean, not the crossover. The, the episode, Winky Wednesday. Winky Wednesday, that should be up right now. So go listen to that. All right, with myself, Brian Peacock, and Nick Winkler. That's up. Uh, had an awesome time. We went over a lot of different things with that. So make sure you guys listen to that. Uh, Locked on NFL Draft. I've been missing a few episodes, but I'm back now. I'm back now, back home, back in my group. I actually left my family. I had to leave my family, man. I left them in California. I'm like, babe, I'm not getting no work done. No work done. And this is my, this is my job streaming podcasting training athletes and uh when i was away in california for that long can't get none of that stuff done man so i had to come back i had to come back i had to come back home and get to work my wife should be out here in a few days but hell yeah man but yeah make sure you guys go listen to that underdog fantasy promo code crocky i came up during the time we were away i came up like you know a couple hundred dollars but i missed out a little bit i missed out a little bit Debo samuel not scoring against tennessee that Made me miss out on a couple hundred. Uh, there were other few, uh, another few that made me miss out on a couple hundred. So that sucks. So uh, we follow up with your source about Trey. Hey, we're going to get into all that stuff, man. That's what we're talking about today. Trey Lance, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers, the playoffs, all that good stuff. All right. So let's get into it, man. So let's start it, man. Uh, Trey Lance, he's looking like he's a starter. Okay, so. Most of you guys ask, like, who's your source? Who's your source? So I'm definitely someone I don't 
I don't claim, I don't like the word sources. I think that's what it is. I sometimes hear things. All right, so um, I don't think the Jimmy Garoppolo injury is fake. But I heard about this whole thing that's going on with the quarterback position on uh, Sunday. All right, so I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I knew something was going on with the quarterback position. Get a text message from Greg. Greg, QB Monday. Y'all know, y'all see Greg all the time on here. I get a text message from Greg, and he's like, hey, man, Tyler Bray, you know, he he has, like, basically an emergency workout with the 49ers. Now, for those of you who know, I talk about it all the time, right? Greg, you know, he's trained, trained quarterbacks, trained uh, Josh Allen. He's trained, you know, a bunch of other guys. He also works with Tyler Bray. So he's trained Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray works underneath him training quarterbacks. All right, Tyler Bray, he's, what, been in the league eight years or whatever. Um, a backup guy, he's been with uh, Chicago, been with Kansas City. And he has some interesting th things to say about Kyle Shanahan's offense. But uh, Tyler Bray messaged him, hey, man, we got to get a workout in right now because the 49ers are calling me in to work out on Tuesday. Right, so this is Sunday. Obviously, Greg tells me, and I'm like, wow, what happened? It must be COVID or something. And, and you know, he's like, well, don't tell anybody. So I had to keep it under wraps. I did tell my, my guy, Brian Peacock, told him. And I was like, man, I wonder who it is. Is somebody hurt? Somebody have COVID? Whatever the case is. And apparently, you know, we found out Monday, well, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't on hand to start practice. And I was like, wow, it's effing Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so what's going on? And then we find out it's the thumb. So I knew there was something pertaining to the quarterback position. Didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, we find out it's a thumb. Tyler Bray did get his workout. Tyler Bray did get brought on to the pra practice squad. So if you guys want to know anything about Tyler Bray, our guy, our resident, our resident quarterback coach, Greg Pinelli, he'll talk all about it. And we'll bring Tyler Bray on in the offseason to talk more about kind of his experience with the 49ers and kind of what's going on with that whole thing. But I can't tell you this. I can tell you this. Tyler Bray, he's been around the league for eight years. All right. And he said his head is spinning with this offense. That this is a very difficult offense to pick up. And uh, he, he's been in West Coast. He's been with Andy Reid. He's been with Nagy and some of these guys. But he said this is, like, the plays, extremely long, the verbiage. It's difficult. Like, he said this is a really tough offense to pick up and be able to just play. But, um, yeah, I think this is, like, a legit injury with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I've seen other things, too. I've seen, uh, you know, uh, who was it? Jennifer Lee Chan, shout out to Jennifer Lee Chan. I saw her post on, on YouTube, on not YouTube, excuse me, on uh, Instagram, where you know Jimmy's not, and she points it out like he's not favoring the injury. You know what I'm saying? She was like, he's not favoring that thumb. He's opening bottle caps. You know, he's talking, he's scratching his head. And I'll I'll say this about injuries, and anybody in here, you know, they play football, they can attest to this. In the in the heat of the moment, you might bang something up. And you'll know that there's something wrong, but a lot of times you could just thug through it. All right. Ah, you you might tell somebody like, hey man, like jam my finger or something. All right, whatever. Then usually they'll tend to it, like they'll wrap it up or whatever the case is, and you're fine. You get through it, you play the game. After the game is when a lot of times that, that swelling kicks in, whether it's your ankle, whatever it is. I remember rolling my ankle, playing the game, uh, arena league, 
playing in Tampa, Florida. And I came down hella hard on my um, on my ankle and um, rolled it real bad. Well, they wrapped it up. I played the rest of the game. And come the next day, I couldn't even walk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I had to, you know, rehab through it and stuff like that. But I couldn't even walk the next day. I played the rest of that game. So when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation, sometimes when it happens, you know it hurts. You don't know exactly what it is, but it's like, whatever, I can get through this. And then next thing you know, the next day, it's like, God damn, this hurts a lot more than I expected. And then you look look at it and it's like, okay, there's really something wrong. Now, I don't know if this ULR or whatever he has going on is something that prohibits you from playing right away, finishing the game. I, I had a high ankle sprain. That was not something I was able to just wrap up and get back in the game. I was done. I knew that right away, right? And that was the first time in my life I ever missed injury, uh, missed a game due to injury. So I think all scenarios are different depending on like if you can finish the game, if you can't. I don't know the extent of a, a ULR, but if it feels like something where you, if he felt like he jammed his finger, but then there's just much more to it, then I could see that progressively getting worse and kind of ultimately leading to where it's hard for him to grip a football. Now, from what I understand, what I understand is that Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to play, and he's trying to play, and he's going to throw Thursday. So uh, this, when Kyle Shanahan, you know, was conflicted with what the reports are and that Jimmy potentially could play on Thursday, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe it's just, maybe he, he it's, a, it's a long shot. I don't know, but from from what I'm understanding, Jimmy Garoppolo is legitimately trying to throw on Thursday. So um, take that for what it's worth. I, I I don't think he's faking any type of injury. I think Jimmy is really trying to play. I've also heard something else where someone told me, hey, Jimmy is done with the 49ers. I don't know if that's true or not. From what I've heard, he's there and he's helping. Uh, he's helping Tyler Bray. Kind of understand the offense and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. As far as everything else, man, it's trade time. It's trade area time. And I again I don't like to use the word I have sources, but I have heard a little bit about Trey Lance and kind of maybe what some of his issues were. Now, this is not Tyler Bray or Greg Pinelli related or anything like that. This is a buddy of mine. Who's I'm tight with him, tight with my dog. One of his buddies is on the 49ers, not a player. And I don't even want to get, I don't even want to get y'all uh heads start, to, you know, the wheels start spinning on you know on who this guy on the 49ers could be or whatever. But uh someone on the associated with the 49ers just talks to my homie. I mean, they just they they were homies, they're homies, they played together at uh Junior college and stuff like that. My homeboy went on play a bunch of years in the NFL. His buddy, he's a he's a uh, I don't even want to say what he is, but he's with the 49ers. And um they they're just talking. And my homeboy said, Hey man, like what what's up? Like, what's up with the young cat? Now my homeboy, he's a 49er fan, but he's like more of a casual fan. Now he played in the league. Yeah, he played like seven years in the league, but he's more of like just a casual fan of the 49ers. And he's like, Hey man, what's up with the young boy? And and the response that he got was, oh man, like just kind of all over the place. Like so he said, I think he's figuring it out now, but you know, he just had been like really up and down in practice. So 
I think when it comes to you know, why hasn't Trey Lance played more early on, and we've heard other people kind of allude to it, uh, Steve Young, all those you know guys like that, there really is something to where like he wasn't practicing very well. Now, you could possibly tie in what I'm hearing about the playbook from you know Tyler Bray and those guys that it's very difficult, and even to the point where like Jimmy. I guess, like, sometimes lining up, he's thinking about that damn long-ass play call and everything that goes into it. <laughs> that makes it tough. That makes it tough to be the best version of you because you're thinking – I any of y'all, most of y'all can attest to this, and I definitely can with my time in the NFL. I remember, like, like learning the plays and everything and thinking, like, thinking so much to where I'm not playing as fast as I can. And that's tough at cornerback if you're you're thinking about every adjustment and every little thing that goes into a play call, which for us is simple. Uh, you know, the play call is simple for the for the defensive guys. It's the it's the the adjustments on the fly that can make it difficult and make you think. And then that's what makes it tougher. If you don't have that down, it's tougher to really play fast. So I think for the quarterbacks, Trey Lance included, it's probably hard for him, somebody to like. Focus on that. Focus on those plays. All that stuff. His head is spinning, and then on top of his head spinning, it's like, oh wait, wait, we're snapping the ball right now, and it's on me to get the ball out quick and efficiently. I think that could lead to some, you know, inconsistencies from your rookie quarterback. So it sounds to me like I don't want to put that on Trey Lance. I don't. I don't know. We'll and we'll find out more in the offseason. I'm sure where Tyler Bray comes on, but. That could be something right there that, you know, Trey Lance has had trouble kind of picking up. So we got Trey Lance, man, and, and he's starting. And by all accounts, he's improving now, right? He's stringing together better practices. He's getting more comfortable with, with his, you know, in the offense. His accuracy is getting better. And I'll say this. There's a couple of things there. And even then when the live bullets start flying, how comfortable will he really be? We'll see. But when I watch Trey Lance, I know a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all, you 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 look at what you see in front of you, and then that's what you, that's what you, you know what I'm saying? So you'll see a mispass, and you just chart that as a mispass, right? Oh, he overthrew that. Oh, he's this and that. Oh, he's inaccurate. The way I look at it is I try to figure out why, right? So if I see Trey Lance throw a slant high, three feet over somebody's head, right, they have no... They, they can't catch the ball. It's hot. It's high. It's just way off. And most people will say, well, his feet, you know, his, his technique and all this, that, and the other. My, the way I see it is I know how it feels to play with your mind sped up. And I said, the more reps he gets, the more he plays, he should start to improve on not missing as many throws. All right? And why? I know everybody's going to go to technique and stuff like that. But really, a lot of it comes with just how comfortable are you? When you're really comfortable with something, you tend to improve. If you can, do it. So I watch, you go back and watch Trey Lance. And there are enough throws to where it's like, oh, no, he can be very accurate. No, he can be very decisive. He can do those things. And you have to take those and understand, like, okay, he can do it when he does it. And I've said this all along. If you guys have been following along for a while now. When Trey Lance sees it, 
when he understands, like when he gets it, when his pre-snap matches up with the post-snap, the the everything looks beautiful. When I say it again, when Trey Lance's pre-snap matches up with what he sees post-snap, everything looks beautiful. He gets that back. He, you know, his base is good. His his accuracy is good. He's able to throw a touch. He's comf confident, confident with what he's seeing. Everything looks good. When Trey Lance pre-snap does not align with what he sees post-snap, that's when he gets in trouble, right? That's when the tech the technique goes haywire. That's when he's like, oh, he starts bouncing up and down. And he starts moving around and and he, oh, I'm late now. And oh, let me just fire it in there. That's when he becomes inaccurate. So my thing was always with him, the more comfortable he gets, typically with more reps and throws, the more accurate he will be. Trey Lance isn't just this super inaccurate. Like, is he just like a pure accurate thrower? Maybe not. But he's definitely more than accurate enough. But he has to understand what he's seeing. And when he doesn't, things get crazy. His technique gets crazy. His, the ball gets all over the place. And I watched uh, I watched Josh Allen yesterday, right? I wanted to reference, not that I think that Trey Lance is going to be Josh Allen, but, you know, it's easy to kind of reference, okay, let's look at Josh Allen. How did he improve? How did he get better? So you can look at early, early Josh Allen. I went back to his rookie year, and I just picked a random game. I just picked a random game. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch Josh Allen. What did it look like? This is rookie year. Random game, early in his early in the season, so not that many starts, and it was week four, and he played against the Green Bay Packers, and <clears throat> I just wanted to see like what it looked like when he was inaccurate, and that was one of the worst quarterbacking games I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Josh Allen, when I say he was all over the place, he was all over the place. I mean, he's just. Ugh, trying to gun things in there. He's throwing the ball. I mean, he threw a deep ball, 60 yards in the air, but he overthrew his receiver by 10 yards, and he threw it in the double coverage. His receiver never had a chance. Like, he had absolutely no idea really what was going on from the defensive side of the field. Like, he's just throwing the ball. Like, that's what it looked like. It's like he just dropped back. He's just throwing it. And when he wasn't just throwing I mean, he's holding on to the ball. He's taking sacks. He's getting slammed to the ground. And it looked like really bad sacks. It wasn't even just normal sacks. Like, oh, I dropped back. The pass rush gets there. They sack me. It was like, I dropped back. Oh, I look at the pass rush. I start backstepping. I'm trying to stiff arm a guy. He swings me down. I'm trying to, I mean, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad with Josh Allen. And I think him just not understanding what he's seeing from the, you know, from the defense and understanding that and really getting that and being able to manipulate that, it led to, a lot of very errant throws from him. So obviously he got better with, you know, what he was seeing and he eventually improved, right? A lot of hard work goes into that. When I watch Trey, uh, Josh Allen now, oh, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. And to me, that's the biggest difference between Josh Allen. People could talk about his technique. They could talk about his feet, all those stuff. I just put together, I just put, a little highlight or whatever. Somebody posted it on, and I'll show it right here. Hold on, let me, let me. I saw it on Instagram, and you can see Josh Allen. One second, y'all. One second. Here we go. Let me try to bring this up. And 
you start talking about technique, this 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 right here has nothing to do with technique. This has everything to do with just how comfortable he is with what he's seeing. And that's what Trey has to get. Now, again, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be this. But what I'm saying is we know that Trey Lance has big-time ability. But a lot of the stuff that Josh Allen is doing, like, it's not – it's not, you know, the feet aren't just perfect. Look, he's backing away, throwing, doesn't step into the throw. He just throws a dime, right? That's him being comfortable. He drops back. Okay, let me move, move, move. Uh, let me get it out. Look, it throws it in a perfect spot. Dime. It's not even so much. Everybody talks about technique, mechanics, all these things. And obviously, you want your mechanics to be good. You want your technique to be good. All, all that stuff, of course. But when you watch Josh Allen right here, and you go back and watch him his rookie year, the biggest difference to me is he had no idea what he was looking at his rookie year. And that's somebody that had a lot more throws. So someone had tweeted me and they're like, man, somehow they, they made it about Trey Lance. And I was just watching it. Sometimes I just watch this stuff and some things I'll be looking in to see like, okay, you know, take some from people's game or whatever. And some of the things I'm seeing from Trey Lance, what the upside is. And we all know his upside is tremendous. When you watch, when you watch Josh Allen, now, we're talking about somebody that, that has played four years of college and now is in his fourth year in the NFL, right? And he's comfortable. He's comfortable. And anything in life, and you guys can attest to this. You guys can attest to this. The more you do something, the more comfortable you get. So when I watch Trey Lance and I watch Josh Allen, and I'm not saying that Trey Lance is going to be Josh Allen. But we know that the ability is there. Excuse me. Excuse me. We know that the ability from Trey Lance is big time ability. Like, I don't, I don't doubt. Okay, how can I word this? I don't think there's one thing. I don't think there's one thing that Josh Allen can do on the field that Trey Lance can't do. Now, again, you want to talk about consistency. You want to talk about being able to make certain throws. That could be off. But in the sense of can can Trey Lance, does he have the athletic ability to mimic the things that Josh Allen can do? Yes, he, he, he does. But how do you get to that point? And it really comes back to being comfortable in what, it, what the offense. I bet if you just had Trey Lance work out in shorts and T-shirt, or pads, no pass rush, no nothing, and just say, hey, maybe like a game of pig, right? Say, all right, Trey Lance, Josh Allen, let's play a game of pig. And uh, Trey Lance, you got to mimic everything he does. He, he could do it. But when the live bullets start flying, he doesn't know what he's seeing from the defense, it's not even close. Not even close, right? And when people talk about, oh, putting the work in, putting the work in, a lot of it comes with putting the work in to understand things from the mental uh, aspect of things. The physical stuff, I mean, Trey Lance is born with that. So, we look at Trey Lance and kind of where he's at, and the biggest thing to me is what I'll be looking for Sunday, if he starts, because there is a chance that Garoppolo starts. And we have 250 of y'all in here, so most of y'all missed kind of how I found out about this whole thing. Uh, some of the things I know you guys missed out already, but with Trey Lance, what I'm going to be looking for is just how much more comfortable does he look? 
because it's not an ability issue with him. It's he hasn't thrown the ball a whole lot. I talked about Josh Allen. Between college and NFL now, there's four years of Josh Allen throwing the ball. Trey Lance, he has one year. So things are going to look a little tighter. Things are going to look a little bit more uh, comfortable, not, not as comfortable for Trey Lance, whether it's, whether it's throwing motion or other. But the more Trey Lance throws the ball, the more you'll see him start to get to things being very simple for him and comfortable. But he just has to get those reps. Has to get those reps. This is a great question. So in the offseason, I asked three quarterback guys that I know, all right, uh, two that coached quarterbacks at a high level, and then obviously my guy, Greg Pinelli. And I asked, I said, hey, what's easier to fix? Not not uh, not seeing the field well or accuracy? All right, so again, I'll, ask this, I'll say it again. I asked three quarterback coaches, what's easier to fix? Not seeing the ball, the field well, or accuracy? And two of the guys said accuracy. And this was a question for Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Because with, uh, with Justin Fields, it was like, well, he holds on to the ball too long. He's not really sure about what he's seeing from the defense. With Trey Lance, it was, well, he's liable to miss some throws, right? So I asked them the question, what, what's easier to fix? Two of them said accuracy. The third guy said, they go hand in hand. And the third guy is Greg Pinelli. And Greg Pinelli obviously worked a lot with Josh Allen. And he's seen that. And he talks to Josh Allen all the time. And with Josh Allen, it was he had no idea what he was seeing early on. And that led to mechanics going haywire. That led to trying to force things, throwing balls over guys' heads, out of bounds, being so inconsistent as a passer, as a thrower of football. That led to bad feet. It led to all these other things that help you be consistent with throwing. A lot of it had to do with him not knowing what he's seeing from the defense. So when you ask this question, like, do, you know, comfortable and mechanics go hand in hand? I think they do. I think they do. And I really think it's just the more, yeah, the more comfortable you get. Look at, look at Patrick Mahomes. Look at, Aaron Rodgers, again, those are high, like, uh, not saying that's the standard, but they don't do things textbook. Even the video that we just watched of Josh Allen, like, that wasn't like, oh, that that's exactly, that's how you're supposed to do it. No, it wasn't. I mean, he's floating to his left, throws back. I mean, but he was just comfortable. So I think a lot of it comes with being comfortable with who you are and your ability and knowing what you can and can't do, but also understanding how to manipulate a defense and understanding what you can and can't do as a thrower. And I think that's what Josh Allen has mastered. That's what Mahomes has mastered. That's what Aaron Rodgers has mastered. Because, again, those guys don't do it perfect when it comes to mechanics. But they just whip it out there. They're so comfortable throwing the football. That's what it is. To me, that's the biggest thing I see with those guys. Super comfortable. And when it comes to Trey Lance, I've seen him make every throw. There's not a throw that Trey Lance cannot make at any level in the field. He can make layered throws. He can make drive throws. We've seen him make a lot of these throws with the 49ers. The inconsistency is off. How do you get him to be more consistent? The more comfortable he gets in the offense. And we're going to find out Sunday how much more comfortable Trey Lance is. And to me, that's what this is all about. How comfortable is Trey Lance going to be? All right.
I missed out on the super chat. My bad, Joe. Let me go back up. Appreciate everybody's in here right now. Here we go. Uh, I know it's practice, but all credible sources, including Kyle, have cited that Trey is on fire lately. And again, I, I think that comes with just truly getting more comfortable. Is I don't think it's even a sense. And here's a uh, if you guys want to click in and come on live, there it is. Uh, there's a link right there. Appreciate everybody. If you're over on Twitter, man, come over to come over to YouTube. Type in Eric Crocker. She'll pop right up. Shout out to everybody in the chat right now. The chat's going up. I want to hear your guys' perspective, though. I want to just hear mine. But yeah, they, they talk about it. Him, you know, Trey's on fire lately. I think it's just him being comfortable. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just me, but I receive Crocs words differently when he has his glasses on. <laughs> well, I got Mike. Mike's but yeah, man, uh, real quick, and I'm gonna get to these callers. But it's all about it's all about what Trey Lance is all about being comfortable. And how how much more comfortable is he gonna be? And this this week, as he was, you know, as opposed to week five or whatever it was, wasn't comfortable then. Wasn't comfortable at all. But what I've noticed is with Trey Lance, when he is comfortable, what does it look like? And when I've seen Trey Lance be comfortable, and what I mean by that is, again, what he's seeing pre-snap, match up with what he's seeing post-snap, and everything works together, he's accurate, he throws with, with good pace, and he's in rhythm, it looks good. I mean, it looks simple. It's like, oh, of course, like, of course you complete that. Of course you did that. But when he's out of rhythm, that's where we see him get a little, a little weird. So how much more comfortable is he in the offense? Let's get on, get my guy Mike on to answer this. Mike, how, how much more comfortable is Trey Lance? Hey, man, from what I've been hearing, you know, he, he's a lot more comfortable. Uh, he's settled in. Uh, and one thing that I like about what I've been hearing is that when he's doing the scout team reps, Kyle's calling plays that the other teams do, but from a play that Kyle has designed that way. So he's already comfortable with the nomenclature and the language and the verbiage of what Kyle's going to be calling for him. Uh, and they're saying that even during the scout team, Kyle is calling the plays to Lance. So it's all like it's as close to game simulation as you can get without knowing that he can get hit. Uh, so I, I like that, man. That, that, that really uh, boosts my confidence. Right. Yeah, and, that, and I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing. A lot of people, again, I think that most fans, most people, they just look at exactly what's in front of them. I take bits and pieces, especially for rookies. Now, as they continue to, you know, play, obviously we'll get a larger sample size over two years, three years, four years, or whatever, and we'll know exactly what he is. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I think when Jimmy Garoppolo came in in 2017, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, once he gets this offense down, man, he's going to be so great. And then you kind of kept waiting for that next step, and maybe, you know, we just kind of never got it, right? Yeah. And, and obviously with what Jimmy is, good. You know, he's a good quarterback. You definitely can win with it, but I, I was, I wanted to see like, man, what, what does it look like once he like masters it? And I think he never got to that. But it took us, you know, really four years to truly know where it's like, okay, this thing is not going to be anything yeah. better. Uh, I think when it comes to you know any rookie, I piece things together and see things that they do well, and then okay, let me see if they can uh, become more consistent at those things. Is that kind of how you view it? Yeah, absolutely. 100%, man. But um, I just got a quick question for you. We, we opened up our phone lines on the show yesterday, and we have people calling in, just chiming in on, you know, their love for Jimmy, their hate for Jimmy, their love for Trey, excitement for Trey, 
people were anti-trade. And I noticed that there's two there's two different things here, but both of them reflect come back negatively on Kyle. So I want to get your opinion on it. I'm gonna get off. Um, the people were saying that if trade comes in and he lights it up, Kyle's gonna get heat because it's why didn't you do this soon? Right? Like what what were you waiting for? And the flip side is if Trey comes out there and he's terrible. And he's had all off season, all all season to get comfortable in the system. He still looks terrible. Then Kyle, you made the wrong pick. You you invested all that in the wrong guy. Uh, so, my I guess my question to you is, what scenario is there where Kyle doesn't come out of this with a negative look? Uh, I think just be able to win the game with Trey Lance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you're playing against Houston. You're playing against Houston. Just win. And obviously, we'll judge Trey Lance's performance. But to me, again, it's more so about is he is he improving with really just what he's seeing from the defense? And, and we'll know because we'll see how comfortable he looks. If he looks just serviceable, let's just say Lance looks like he just shows your flashes, right? Because I've, I've watched a lot of these rookies. And with some of these guys, you're not even seeing flashes. That's the crazy part. But if with Trey Lance, if you just see flashes and you win the game, I would say, okay, he's heading in the right direction. Now, as far as, you know, oh, why haven't you played him earlier if you're able to win this game with him? Well, earlier he wasn't ready for that. He wasn't even ready to, in his eyes, he wasn't comfortable with putting him out there and saying, like, yeah, we're I'm confident that we're going to win this game. Maybe now he knows, well, Trey Lance isn't where we want him to be or what he'll be in a year or two. but He's much better now. He's in a much better position now to actually be able to execute to the point where I feel like we can win as opposed to earlier in the season. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, that's all I say. He wasn't ready even to do this, even if it's the bare minimum. But now he is, and we want to look to build onto that. Good shit, man. Keep up the good work, bro. I'm going to be listening on the other side. All right, my guy. All right, here we go. Next next guy on. We got my guy, Kenny. What's good, man? Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you good. Uh, where where, where uh, you at? You said good afternoon. Where you at? Well, it's, uh, I'm, 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 I'm in, uh, Japan, Okinawa, Japan. Wow. Yeah. What are you, what, what are you doing out there? I'm, uh, I'm in the Navy. I'm in the Navy and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I do x-rays. And stuff oh, like nice. that. I'm working CT right now, so they got me. Uh, I'm where I'm working the, the the night shift, but night shift, I get to catch you live, and I always get to miss you, always miss you, and always catch catch you know off, uh, you know, at my convenience. But I said live. I was like, oh, let me chime in. He was like, oh, call this. Uh, let me call in. He's like, yeah, let me call in. So sure. let me call in. And uh, yeah, I I just wanted to to say like for us fans, you know, um. Yeah, you know, pass off to Jimmy, but his time is his time is gone. You know, his time is done. We appreciate what he's done, and now we got to move on to the new guy. And the new guy, we like like you said, I, I just want to see his progression from Arizona game to now. You know, I'm once we have found out he was starting, all expectations go out the window. I would like to get the win. I would love to make the playoffs, but I want to see his progression from game to game, you know what right. I mean? That way it's, it's not about immediate future. Like with Mac Jones and, and all these other casts, like having immediate success. Cool. But I want to, I want, how are these guys going to look three years down the line? 
Mac Jones is still going to be Mac Jones, right? You know, well, he's not going to. I don't. I don't want to put that. I don't want to say that Matt. I always feel like no matter who you are, what you do, you can still become a better version of yourself. So, although Mac Jones may, you know, he'll never be able to do the physical things that some of these guys can, other guys can do. I do think he can still improve from a a mental aspect of being able to just continue to manipulate defenses and and really truly master that and and moving the ball and things like that. It just looked different. So. I think, yeah, from a physical standpoint, Mac Jones is Mac Jones. But I still think right. there's improvement for him mentally. But he's a rookie. And he's had his True. ups and downs. So True. I think he can still he can still improve. Sure. Uh, uh, gotta go. Uh, nice to have you. Uh, ER, Appreciate so. you coming on, man. Thank you for your yeah. service. All right. He got to go, man. Shout out. Coming, coming on live from Japan. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We got our next caller coming on. Big Dion. Big Dion, what's good, man? Good morning, Dion. What's happening with you, Crocky? How you doing, brother? I, I'm good. I want I want you to tell me. I haven't been involved in the spaces, right? As you guys know, I've kind of been away. I've been uh, with my family, my kids, and all that out in California. I'm back. I'm back in Arkansas now. Uh, sure. but, so I haven't really been able to tune into the spaces. I know you're active in the spaces. What has the talk been like since, you know, the, the injury talk? And what are people saying about the situation between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? So basically in the spaces you have, it's the same as it's always been. You got people that's for Jimmy. You got people that's, you know, for Trey. Um, the spaces that, that I usually wind up in are pro Trey. Um, you know, I, I've come to understand that there's going to be some people out there that are just like, hey, look, I don't care. I don't like Jimmy. And there's some people out there that are just going to continue to say Trey isn't ready. Trey isn't ready. Trey isn't ready. What I've come to understand is very simple. When it comes to Trey Lance, for, you know, Fred Warner to come out and say he's been shredding the first-team defense, for John Lynch to come out and say he's been shredding the first-team defense, all those things have been happening, you well, know. Real quick, my bad, not to cut you off, but okay, what exactly – I've heard about this, that, you know, mm -hmm. kind of what uh, uh, Fred Warner alluded to, but what exactly did he say? Because okay. I, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So basically what Fred said, they, they asked him a question in a post-game presser um, and I, I can't quote him verbatim, but they asked him, you know, about Trey's progression. And he said, you know, the kid's been looking great. He's been dicing us up, you know, in practice uh, for the past couple of weeks. And then John Lynch had an interview and he basically second, you know, second, you know, Fred's, uh, you know, uh, his, his, his words and was like, hey, you know, he's been doing really well. He said this past month has been his best month of practice. And that he's looking a lot better. Um, now, everybody here, honestly, in these spaces is on pins and needles because of today. Because they're going to reevaluate the finger. Uh, you know, for me personally, if you're hurt, bro, just sit down. You're already, to me, I'm going to keep it a buck. And this is just my opinion. You're already inaccurate as it is when you're on the damn field. I don't need you having a thumb injury and then being on the field and being more inaccurate than you already are. Like, you can't – there's no way that anybody can tell me that, oh, well, you know, he's got to gut it out. He gives us the best chance to win. At this point, you you took that loss as a team loss, so take this injury as, as a Jimmy L and sit down, let the young man play, and at the same time, it's the perfect, it's the perfect layup for Trey. I understand what, what the 
Texans did to the Chargers. But that don't happen every game. And I don't anticipate Davis Mills being that big of a dude for our defense to really take down. I do anticipate we can win this game. and We should win it by at least one to two touchdowns, maybe even more, depending on the play and how things work out. But there was a defensive touchdown. I mean, Rex Burkhead ran wild. Our running defense is not allowing anybody to run anywhere. You barely get 70 yards if you get that. Like, basically, looking at everything from the last game up till now, just, Jimmy, if, you, if you're not healthy, bro, don't do it. Don't do that to us. Because if you go out there and lay a stinker and blame it on that injury and then blame the team along with it and don't take responsibility, as he did in his postgame presser, he took no responsibility, that's just going to further infuriate the, the people that don't like you and don't care for you. And remember, when we say this stuff, people out there, this ain't nothing personal because we don't know that man. We don't know his life. We don't know what he goes through on a daily basis. We're saying from a fan standpoint, what we see on the field is not up to the standards that we would like. So I'm I, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, and when I whenever I'm in these spaces, it's the same situation. Because if I host one, I control it. I don't let people get overbearing. You're not over-talking other people. And it's just basically like, hey, look, if you don't like him, that's cool. If you like him, that's cool as well. You know, it, agree to disagree, but everybody keep it chill. And for me, I'm not about to sit up there and, and, and you know, be comfortable with him going onto the field and – Losing to the Texans, we lose to the Texans, we're going to look real stupid. And then at that point, people are going to start going back to the well. Hey, man, look, we don't know if Kyle is a smart one or not because you keep putting him out there to screw stuff up. So at some point, you've got to take responsibility because this is your decision. You're the one who handled quarterback personnel. So there's nobody that can say, oh, well, you know, it, it was uh, – McDaniel's decision or anybody else. No, Kyle, this this falls on you. You put Jimmy out there because he gives us the best chance to win when we should have been up 21 to nothing or 24, uh, 24 to nothing at halftime. Everybody watched those throws. Everybody saw what he did, you know, and you see him at the postgame pressure taking no responsibility. Trey lost one game and sat up there and blamed everything on himself took all the responsibility in the world. How was a young kid coming out of college who didn't even play last year, had that had that mindset, and you don't, you've been in the league eight years. You sat behind Tom Brady. Brady takes responsibility for him fucking up. He's maligned in the public. Arians did it. Belichick did it. So then explain to me why Jimmy Garoppolo was so void of that. Why does, why does he have to just blame the team every time when he knows that he messed up? And that's where I am. That's where a lot of fans are. Like in the spaces, we're just tired of watching him go up to the podium, blame everybody else, take no responsibility, and just keep going. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough one. You know, yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one. But, you know, you got to watch the film, be hard on yourself, and move on. It's on to the Texans. Bro, this just happened. You don't need to move on from this game. You need to understand what you did wrong hold yourself accountable in the public so at least we as fans can feel comfortable and know that that's what you do. Because I can guarantee if you go to the locker room and I'm on your I'm on your defense and I just busted my ass the whole game and you threw two interceptions and had enough go to the podium and say this was a team loss, oh, I'm going to kick every coach out and I'm going to tell them straight up, look, man, I don't care what you're going through or what's going on in your life, 
but you need to get your shit together because I'm not going to keep busting my ass making these these offenses look like hot garbage because that's my job. And then you come and turn around, get the ball back and, and, and throw interceptions, stink up the joint, and then blame us as a team. Come on, bro. I understand you have to have the team mindset, but at some point you get frustrated and tired with that all season long. You just watch this dude go up there and blame the team when there's a loss and take no responsibility. Quarterback's supposed to be a leader. If you're a leader and you got a C on your chest, you should be that. You should understand how to be able to take responsibility. No one is a team lost, no one you screwed up. And hold yourself accountable. And if y'all in the in the room in the room can't hold themselves accountable, I don't know. George Kittle, I'll tell you this. He said it blatantly. We should have had 21 points. And he said nothing else. So that tells you people are starting to get fed up and they get they're a little tired of this. You blaming everybody, but then we see, unfortunately, the issue is you, man. But that's what it's like in these spaces, man. Everybody is, you know, a lot of people who don't want Trey are not, that they're basically saying he's not ready or, you know, they just believe in Jimmy to, to, to that fault. And then the people, but, but I can tell you right now, I'd say it's probably like a 80, 20, 85, 15 split for Trey and, the other 15 or, or, or 20 is for Jimmy. That's how it looks. And all right, I'm gonna get you out of here, man. It's, it's crazy you, that it's all right. All right, you have a good one, Dion. Yeah. About to get the next caller on, man. But it, it's crazy that the fan base, they they kind of and I'm not saying Dion, but I've seen a lot of putting down Jimmy Garoppolo to prop up Trey Lance, or vice versa, right? A lot of putting down Trey Lance to prop up Jimmy Garoppolo when at the end of the day, in my in my opinion, is it's not none of this is about Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? Once Trey Lance is where Kyle feels like, you know, he's in a place to where he can lead them to victories, he was muted. Was I muted that whole time? Um Basically, what I was saying was, it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, the 49er fan base really, they 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 felt like they got to pick sides, almost like Crips and Bloods, right, <laughs> when it comes to Jimmy Grapple and Trey Lance, where they, they feel like they got to put down, a lot of people put down Jimmy Garoppolo to prop up Trey Lance, or there's some people that prop up Trey Lance, and, you know, and put up, put down Jimmy or, you know, whatever the case is. Right. And I look at it like, man, this, none of this is even really about Jimmy Garoppolo. It, it's all about, it's all about Trey Lance. And when he's ready at the end of the day, when they made the, when they made the, the trade, right. To, to get Trey Lance, Jimmy's time was done. So from that, from that moment, it's not about Jimmy. Now we can be frustrated with some of the things that you know, Jimmy does and stuff like that. You're going to be frustrated with some of the things that Trey Lance does. But at the end of the day, I, I think, I don't know. I've seen a lot of, I try not to bash Jimmy or put him down. I understand who Jimmy is, you know, and you know, he's, he's solid. He's solid, but I don't got to put Jimmy down to prop up Trey Lance, you know, Trey Lance, he's going to, you know, he's going to leave his own mark and, and he's going to continue to get better and he's going to continue to improve. But, yeah, man, you know, I appreciate what Jimmy has done up to this date. You know, he's been a solid quarterback. He's won a lot of games. Here we go. Got my guy Lloyd coming on. Lloyd, what's up, man? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. What, what's your thoughts on all this? Man, 
I, I came in a little late. I've been waiting on your show, man. All gospel you give, so I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, two things. One, I think that um, Shanahan put out information that he knew wasn't true when he put it out. And I believe, this is my conspiracy theory, this is my tin hat uh, theory, is that um, Garoppolo's camp gave it to Adam Schefter and all them guys letting them know, hey, this thumb wasn't just, you know, some sprain. I was actually going through, you know, this and, you know, having to, to fight through this injury while Shanahan tried to downplay it because I don't think he wanted the Texans to know that, you know what I mean, that, you know, who he was going to play. I don't know what y'all thoughts on it, but when I heard um, Matt Miyoko, uh, that was kind of my idea. Like, you know, I think Garoppolo wanted the teams, his future teams to know that, hey, you know, this game wasn't just because I'm a poor player, but it was because, you know I mean, I had a, a thumb injury. So what's your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that's legitimate? Uh, I mean, I think coaches are always trying to play you know, chess and, and checkers. One thing I've learned about Kyle Shanahan and then John Lynch as well, kind of how they speak to the media and things like that. I do think a lot of times they go off of the information that they've been given. Mm. So I know sometimes Kyle could say one thing and then it turns out to be another thing. I, I don't think it's because he's purposely just saying one thing to mislead people. I think he just, man, this is what I've been told. Right. This right. is what it is. Now you come to find out it's something different he'll probably come out and say it's something different. You know, I think Kyle listens to, you know, whoever, you know, the medical staff and they might say one thing and then that's the information he has at that moment. And then sometimes it, it just kind of changes. Now, maybe I'm giving Kyle, you know, a little too much. And I'm a Kyle fan though. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to fire Kyle. You know, everybody's been talking about that. I'm not, what I'm saying is like, Jimmy, it seems like he's the one who put it out because if you look at the detail, who would know the detail? I'm in, I'm in the health. Right. Who would know the detail about your injury specifically like that, except you? Legally, I'm not able to give it. I mean, if I'm a, a healthcare provider, I'm not able to give that detail on what's going on with your uh, your injury, other than him. So I'm thinking that that had to come out of his camp that this injury is not just what this coach is saying it is. You know, it's more than that. Right. And, and I think there's a case for that. I've heard other people, you know, allude to the fact that and maybe, you know, people when when it comes to the offseason, I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but maybe Haber made a middle cough. But when it comes to the offseason, you know, Jimmy's camp wants to, hey, nah, like he no, he's good. Like he had right. that bad game uh, because of the thumb. You know, before that, he was playing the awesome, you know, QBR or a passer rating over 100 and like eight straight, whatever it is, right? They want to be like, no, nah, like that's who he is. When he had the bad game against Tennessee, it was the thumb and they want to put it on that. Yeah. And um, maybe that'll help his stock in the off season. I mean, you know, I think that's something that is possible, but I think the the issue and really one of the main reasons why we're even, even having this conversation, right? One of the main reasons why they're even going to, a guy like Trey Lancer gave up so much to get him is because Jimmy, you haven't been able to stay healthy. Right. So right. all that is doing is, you know, further like acknowledging the, the the fact that there's always something wrong with him from an injury standpoint, and you can't count on him to, to play a full 16 games. Yeah. So um, you know, I think it's tough. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's in a tough spot. I think everybody understands, you know, what it is, the writing on the wall with, with the situation. Again, to me, 
it's not even about Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's not about me like saying what I think he is or what he is in and where he's at. And I'll kind of get to that uh, in a second. But ultimately for Jimmy, I, I think he's truly hurt. I, I don't think it's something fake, even though I've seen, I've seen the videos. And again, I talked to, I talked about Jennifer Lee Chan and she posted it on Instagram, how she was recording him and he was talking he's opening stuff with his right thumb and, you know, opening his bottle cap and all that. And I, I get it. Right. But uh, I don't know. I, I think he's, I think he's really hurt though. And Jimmy, to me, I'll say this about Jimmy. He does to me come off as the ultimate competitor. Right, he does. Right. So, so I don't think that Jimmy's someone that's just gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna, like, I'm, I'm just gonna, like, nah, I, ain't, I ain't going back out there. I'm, a, I'm gonna fake this injury, just so they, like, he's not faking no injury, and right. he's trying to throw. They're gonna evaluate him. I think Wednesday. I think he's gonna try to throw for them Thursday, from what I'm understanding. So, like, that is a real thing. Yeah. But he, unfortunately, that's the issue with Jimmy Garoppolo, and with the staff. You know, they had to go to extreme measures to fix that position because he does get hurt so often. Yeah, and he gutted it out so he wouldn't let the rookie come in. Like he's not right. gonna his spot, you know, so the rookie can get in there. But one more quick question, um, and I'm gonna get out your head. But um, I did a super chat not too long ago, and uh, I was asking about are they gonna run the same offense that they did when Trey Lance started? If they do that against the Texans, we're gonna lose that game. Oh. All right, so so here's my thing with, with it, and I think there's actually a way they could win even with that offense. Remember, and people kind of gloss over this fact of it when they when they talk about Trey Lance's first game, but they drove the ball into Arizona territory eight out of ten drives. Right. So they were able to move the ball. They were able to pick up first downs. And I was with them a lot of times getting behind the sticks that holding calls. First and uh, 20, first and 25. And Trey Lance did some things to get them out of those positions. I was awesome to see. But I, I think that's where Kyle Shanahan felt like Trey Lance was in his development in the sense of being able to Run an offense mm -hmm. that he feels is best suited for what Trey Lance can do right now and win the game. Right. Well, we saw in, in, in preseason, he didn't do that, right? Like, that was not the offense that Trey Lance ran in preseason. Right. He was under center. He was in shotgun. Which he was is throwing the ball. There wasn't a lot of the called run plays for Trey Lance in the preseason, right? I think most people are like, damn, are they going to run the ball with him? Like, he does that well. Most yeah. people are asking for it. And then he's like, oh, okay, y'all want that? I'm going to give y'all a heavy dose of that. Right. But now, I think um, I think he he created that office because he felt like that's where he was in the sense of, hey, let me simplify things for him. Let me just let him use his ability to make plays or run the ball. I, I Maybe they still do that. I'm assuming, based on the reports, that – Trey Lance is probably a little bit better suited now mm -hmm. to run more of the offense. But again, right. I came on here and I'm not sure, you know, when you came in here, but I came on here and talked about it. My, my guy, Greg Pinelli, he comes on QB Mondays. He comes mm -hmm. on the show. He trains Tyler Bray and coaches with him um, uh, for my, my guy's quarterback Academy. Right. Tyler Bray is a quarterback. He played eight years in the NFL, uh, played with Kansas city chiefs, played with uh, Nagy in Chicago. All right. Tyler Bray is now with the 49ers. They're, they're signing him to the practice squad. It should be announced today, all right? He's got kind of started to kind of dive into the playbook and everything. Mm -hmm. His head is spinning. Wow. This is a guy who played eight years in the league. This is a guy who has been with Nagy, been with, you know, uh, 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 yeah. Andy Reid. And even for him, it's really, it's been difficult. Obviously, you know, he's only been there a day or whatever, but... He's like, I get it. I see why these quarterbacks have a hard time picking this right. up. The way the verbiage is, the way they call the plays, it's all tough. 
and you're thinking more so about the play call in your head than actually what's going on from the defensive side of the ball because you have to get the long play calls down and it's so difficult. So yeah, um, I think that's something too that maybe uh, at this point Trey Lance can be a little bit more comfortable with uh, doing and that should help Trey Lance be a, a little better being able to run the full scope of the offense. So that's that's kind of my answer to that. I, I don't know if they're going to uh, run that same stuff that they did before. <laughs> they do. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I appreciate you coming on, Lloyd. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. Here we go. Next caller, my guy Roscoe's. Roscoe's, what's good, big dog? Chris, what up? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm finally back home. I get to get back on the on the show, get back in here in the morning. Appreciate everybody sitting here right now, man. If you haven't already hit that like button, over 400 of y'all in here. That's what's up. Welcome back, Croc. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, Croc. Look, let me let me tell you this. I'm going to kill those conspiracy theories right now about the whole Jimmy G camp, all of that. Before his thumb injury, he threw the pick, the forced throw. Before his thumb injury, he missed use check wide open. Jimmy was playing poor before the thumb injury. So I think if any team was watching that game, they'll see, oh, Oh yeah, this is Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy is is who Jimmy is. Who Jimmy is? That's that is what it is. <laughs> I think. Uh, I, and 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 you're right. I mean, I don't. I personally don't need to down Jimmy to prop up Trey Lance. Jimmy's play downs Jimmy. But I will say this. I mean, I was on Spaces yesterday. He did start that game like eight for eight, though. He did start the game eight for eight. But what did he do after that? Well, I, I know, but. Nope, Croc. I'm not gonna let you off the hook on this one. Okay, I know, but what I'm saying is, there are two different sides of Jimmy, and I know any but, team but, that wants him is gonna have to weigh out the good and the bad with him. I would say, for the most part, there's there's good, there's bad with Jimmy Garoppolo. The good outweighs the bad in the sense of him still being able to pull off victories. Would, would you agree? Yeah, no, but that's what I'm going to. When I said Jimmy is who Jimmy is. What, what 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 do you what do you think I mean when I say that? He's what we saw against Tennessee, right? Where he shows <laughs> exactly. you he shows you moments of high level play, right? He shows you moments of high level play of of, of you know what he's able to do with how the uh, with how the playbook and how the play calls are constructed for him, but he also shows you some weird moments where you're like, yeah, and 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 this is why I was on Spaces yesterday, and I had to actually – they made me defend Jimmy Garoppolo because, you know, people said – some people said he's not a starting quarterback in this league. And I said, look, <laughs> Jimmy's a starter in this league. I was like, you can't tell me there's 32 NFL quarterbacks better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and you can't tell me that he's not better than every backup in the league. I got pushed back. Somebody said Nick Foles, and I almost fell out my chair because Nick Foles is <laughs> he is not a starting quarterback in this league. Nobody's going to pick him up to start next year. Nick Foles, every opportunity he did get to start, not talking about the Super Bowl because, I mean, he came in because injury. When a team gave him a chance to start, he spelled that opportunity. With the Eagles, he had one good year. Following year, he wasn't good. They Then they traded him away, got to start with the Rams. Or yeah, with the Rams wasn't good. Sent him to the Eagles to be a backup. It was I mean actually sent him to Kansas City to be a backup. Came in with the Eagles. Came in you know for injured Carson Wentz. 
Then the following year, he came in again for injured Carson Wentz, played well. He's only he really played well with with the Eagles in that one year with uh with the Eagles before you know when he took over for Vic. Other than that, the man has been a career backup. Went to the Bears, and he's been a backup ever since. He comes in, it's a terrible record. Not really. I mean, throws a lot of picks. It, it, I, I thought it was mind boggling. And at the end of the day, there's a team that's going to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo to start next year, and then there's going to be a team that's going to pick. Uh, Actually, there's not going to be a team that pick up Nick Foles to start. So I had to defend Jimmy's honor yesterday because I think, you know, it gets a little wild when folks start saying, oh, he's not a starter in this league. Uh, I'm like, okay, okay, we're pushing it. Jimmy right. is a decent quarterback. Right. I think we all can agree. He's a decent quarterback. Other than that, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, and if, if you want to get a feel for how the fans are feeling, just go look at my mentions. I mean, I'm really <laughs> surprised. He really got a strong fan base. He really has a very strong fan base, and they are fighting tooth and nail to defend his honor. <laughs> why? Why is that? Like, why? Why do people feel like they have to go to bat so hard for him, and and they go to the extent of of putting down the third overall pick to prop up Jimmy Garoppolo? Why do you think that is? I mean, they got to the point where they're comparing him to uh, Justin Herbert. But I, I'm going to say this: it, it's because they. And when you say that, that real quick, so people know, you're you're talking about the fan base is comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Justin Herbert based on stats, right? Uh, Jimmy fans are compare. Uh, so you know how Justin Herbert played against the Texans, so yeah. they're comparing Jimmy's bad game against the Titans to Herbert's game against the. Uh, Texans and they're saying that well you see Herbert has a bad game so you don't hear him getting any flack and then and they're basically saying like quarterbacks have bad games which is very true but you can't use Justin Herbert who's having whose first two years are better than Jimmy's any year any year Jimmy, Jimmy's been in the league you could say Justin Herbert's first and second year has been way better so I, I think they are but but they go to these lengths because you know there's I mean the fan base the fan base is really down on Jimmy Garoppolo they're tired of the turnovers and so I think they feel like they have to do everything to defend them I'll tell you this when I went home back to San Francisco to visit my family my sister she's uh, she's a 49er fan and I, her best friend is a diehard fan as well uh, I don't want to say my sister's a diehard fan but guess what her and her friend we can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo. He needs to be off this team. So, look, if, if my sister, who I would call her a casual fan, but her friend is a diehard fan, and they both have the same feeling, then, I mean, you know what it is. And so I think, you know, his his Jimmy fans, Jimmy fans are just like, oh, man, this fan base is too hard on the quarterback, and we're going to have to defend this dude. You know, uh, I think also they have this belief of, I support whoever is, you know, the 49ers, like that SF on the chest. And so I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go to bat for whoever is starting for us. Once that person's out, then I'll go to bat for that other person. And then there are some people who just don't like Trey. And you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I hear you. All right, Croc, uh, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Uh, keep up the great work. Welcome back. Don't ever. Yeah. Go a long time <laughs> on us again. I know my bad, Next people. Time. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right, bro. I got you. All right, Chris.
Here we go. I got I got my next guy coming on. Ben. Ben, I got a question for you. Is, go for it. Is Jimmy G the modern day Jay Cutler with no gunslinging arm? Well, honestly, I might be a little too young to be able to actually uh, give that justice. What? Man. Okay. Maybe a little, just a little outside my wheelhouse. All a right, few years. I'll, I'll answer this for you. I think that's a spot on comparison. Okay. Jay Cutler uh, did a good job, you know, winning games and stuff like that. I mean, he threw the ball around. He picked up a lot of yards, uh, but he also had weird turnovers and things like that. I, I, I don't want to – I would have to look at his numbers and see how those kind of matched up. But Cutler – Cutler was that guy where you're like, gosh, he's he's a good quarterback, but man, he just does some weird things. And I right. think that's kind of how you can talk about Jimmy G. You know, I think Jimmy G is the same thing where it's like, gosh, Jimmy G, I'm saying that Jimmy G is a good quarterback, but gosh, he he does some weird things that really kind of frustrate you. I think the biggest difference is, and I see a couple of people in here saying it, uh <laughs> Jay Cutler wasn't a good leader. Jay Cutler didn't give didn't care. And, and I think that's probably the biggest difference. I think I do think Jimmy Grappolo, he cares a lot more than at least what Jay Cutler perceived to to care yeah. about. Well, and just look at how the guys in the locker room go to bat for Jimmy, you know? That's the other thing too, is you can't deny that. So I'll I'll give him a huge credit for that. Um and I guess maybe the Jay Cutler uh other comparison, and I might be wrong because like I said, I'm a little young for it, but I feel like Jimmy Croc a lot of the time throws out of structure when it's absolutely unnecessary. Um, and, and do you feel like that's like a similar trait that a Cutler would have? Uh, I mean, I would have to, I, I didn't like watch. I mean, obviously I watched Jay Cutler. I watched games with him. I watched what he did with Brandon Marshall, but I watched it more as like, just I'm watching football and not right. evaluate <laughs> his every throw with, with Jimmy, with Jimmy G. I, I've seen every single throw. Right, like yeah. I've seen every throw with him, even going back to his time with, with the Patriots, you know, kind of getting ready for what to see with the 49ers, and then obviously as a 49er. So my perspective on Jimmy G and kind of what he is and what he isn't, probably I don't want to say it's skewed, but I think it's easy to it's it's easy to miss things when you don't see a guy consistently, you know what I'm saying? But but Cutler, I think they 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 were different, just their mentalities. I say somebody say Jimmy's not a leader. I, I his play his teammates say otherwise. Yeah, they act and say otherwise. You can't deny that. Yeah, his teammates his teammates love him and they follow him. And you know, you watched him against you watched him when he played against the Tennessee Titans that first year and 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 Jimmy, you know, taking control of that situation, only being with the 49ers for a few weeks, and how he was, you know, just the leading guys and stuff like that. So I think they view him as a leader. I, I can't say the same for Jay Cutler. Right, right. And that's, yeah, that's that's probably, I would say, the biggest thing. Um, but I, I guess the one thing I wanted to talk about, Croc, um, and I know you kind of mentioned this before, and you, you've talked about this on Twitter a lot, how, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he makes the mistakes often um, that an eight-year vet should not be making. That if a rookie is making them, that's one thing, because, you know, that guy's going to improve, he's going to get better. But when you have an eight-year vet making the same mistakes over and over again, it's it's really frustrating and it's kind of puzzling, right? Um, hold on, hold on. So there's a couple of things there, right? And the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo and his mistakes, I feel like with how they play him, they limit the amount of times he throws footballs, right? Ideally, right. like they don't throw the ball a ton with him. So for him to make the mistakes that he does in limited throws, 
I think that's more the alarming thing when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. They, he's not a guy who they want to throw 30-plus times a game, whereas if you look at other guys like and, – and I'm only throwing Justin Herbert out there because somebody mentioned Justin Herbert. But Ju Justin Herbert, he's throwing the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. And so there's – you know, if he's throwing the ball 15 more times than Jimmy Garoppolo and he makes a mistake here and there, it, that's understandable. Jimmy, the amount of throws that he has is limited, and you still get some of the, the turnovers and things like that. And I think that's more so the issue with a guy at this point in his career and that's the part that's probably a little frustrating so yeah yeah well and to, to me and that's kind of what i was getting around to croc is that you know i'm a i'm big on like the some of the advanced statistics because i think you know i i enjoy them i think they're good tools to tell the story of what we're already seeing so so when you look at some of the stuff with a guy like jimmy garoppolo right he ranks bottom uh like of the bottom three in terms of starters in the league of turnover worthy play rate and then he ranks bottom two in terms of big time throw rate. So this is a guy who, like you were just saying, right, in limited throws, he's going to put the ball in harm's way. And, and even for the amount of throws that he does have, he's not going to be making those big time throws and pushing the ball real, down the field. And that real quick, way. Ben, um, someone said, wasn't Trey throwing the ball 20 times a game at North Dakota State? And I would say, yes, right. He didn't throw the ball a ton, mm -hmm. but he also only threw one interception Right. You know, over 18 <laughs> games or whatever it was. So that's the point, right? When you don't throw as much, you would assume that that leads to less mistakes. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't throw as much, there are weird moments where the ball is getting put in the harm's way. And we're only talking about the ones that guys actually catch, not even the right. times when guys drop passes with still his limited attempts but go ahead sorry there yeah like, no like like jesse bates perfectly i mean that that dropped interception that that drive afterwards is exactly jimmy garoppolo that's exactly who he is right um and i guess what i'm trying to say is that with a guy like trey lance i think the hope is that even if the turnover worthy plays are at the same rate as as jimmy on the other hand you get the potential upside and the potential big time plays on the on the other end of the spectrum that will help balance that out. And I think we see already how the 49ers offense operates when you have a guy making, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be harsh or anything, but a guy making rookie mistakes already. Right. So yeah. I, seeing that and then understanding that, you know, the big time throws, the big explosive plays can really only be increased and, and be expanded with Trey Lance. I'm really excited about the 49ers offense in that way because um, I, I obviously don't think it's going to be perfect. And I, I really loved what Aponte said uh, the other day when, when we found out Trey Lance was going to start. He put out about a paragraph saying, like, temper your expectations, you know, get excited, but but temper your expectations. You don't want to go overboard and put too much pressure on this kid. Um, but what I will say is just basing him or Trey off the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo curve to me, he, he can have the mistakes that Jimmy has. That's not the issue. Um, the, the issue is if he doesn't have those big, big explosive plays that we see the potential for with him. Right. Because I think there's going to be growing pains no matter what. So it's just about accepting those growing pains and then trying to get the positives out of it as well. Right. Um, and that's like croc. I just think, there's nowhere but up for the 49ers offense. Like I could see them saying stagnant and being similar to what they were before, but I don't think it's going to get any worse. Like, um, do you think I'm wrong to think that? 
Wait, I mean, as far as what you don't think it's going to get worse with, with what? Yeah, with Trey. Like, I think there's a certain floor that he brings um, that 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 you were getting already with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, and, and I said a, a little a little bit ago, Trey Lance against the Arizona Cardinals, who had you know Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. You know, like the, the Jimmy. Uh, excuse me. Trey Lance was still able to lead the ball into Arizona territory, eight out of 10 possessions. Yeah, so they moved the ball really They moved the really ball well. They didn't get the points. You know, there were a few times where Kyle elected not to kick field goals. Obviously, he got stopped on the one-inch line, right? So there is opportunities to score. So at the very least, you are scoring points. I, I'd assume with Trey Lance, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 49 scored 28 points, right, right. Like this week, uh, 27 points. Because he he, it's there. Now it's just how much better can he be than he was in Arizona? And if he's just a little bit better, I think that's going to equate to a lot more points. Yeah, and to me, the main thing I'm looking for on Sunday, Croc, and um, I hope all 49ers fans feel this way because, like I said, I'm trying to not get expectations too high. I just want to see improvement from Trey Lance, and I want to see the development of him. To me, What's improvement, though? What, like When you think of, okay, I want to see improvement from Trey Lance, what exactly do you mean by that? I would say, you know, just doing everything a little bit better, um, having a better in-game feel. Like, I think against Arizona, watching that game back, like, he he definitely did some good things evading the pocket, um, avoiding pressure, doing all that. Um, but I want to see him look downfield a little more when he does do that because I felt like that's the one thing maybe um, he wasn't doing as much. Even though I, th I think on that one throw to Debo, when he rolled outside, he – he eventually got to him, but Debo was open for a lot of it. I, I just want to see him um, work through the offense better, work through his progressions better, look more comfortable. Yeah, um, To me, I, and, I feel like that's the biggest thing. And a lot of that comes with, like, just the more reps, right? Like, the right. more reps you get, the more comfortable you are in what the offense wants. You'll start to get a little more comfortable. Then you'll see – you should see even another step up when he gets comfortable with what he's seeing from the defense, right? But those are things that, you know, could potentially take a little bit of time. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I guess last thing before I get out of here, Croc, um, and I'm sure you've talked about him a lot, but I wanted to ask you about Ambry um, and, and just what your evaluation of him has been, because I know everyone says he's improving and they like what they see out of him from these last three games. Um, are, are you seeing the same thing? Well, I'm, I'm seeing a cornerback who more times than not is in good position. And I know people will say that, but it's true. Like that's the hardest part, being able to run with guys vertically, being able to, you know, stay sticky in coverage and do those things. I think he's done a ter terrific job doing that. I think with Ambry Thomas, the biggest thing is just, and everybody's talking about this as well, make the play at the catch point. And to me, that's again, almost like Trey Lance with just being comfortable with what he's seeing and what he's feeling. Uh, it's, it's kind of the same with the cornerbacks, just, just being comfortable with attacking the ball in the air you know, as a rookie and, and not panicking, you know, if he does that, I think he'll be just fine from an ability standpoint. There's no issues, right? Like it's not just like right. God's just whooping them off the line and he can't run with people or he's just so lost in coverage. He's not lost. He has tight coverage. That's the hardest part. Now just make a play on the ball and he'll be all right. All right. Yeah. I thought he no, played I, well I, against Tennessee. I thought he played well. Uh, I think he gave up one catch, may, maybe two. It's just yeah, the one it, play that he did give up sticks out. Because it was right. the big play to AJ Brown, but I thought he was he was terrific all game. 
Yeah, no, and honestly, just shout out to AJ Brown. He's he's just a baller, man. I, I think after not seeing him for a few weeks, people kind of, I don't want to say forgot about AJ Brown, but when people saw him against the 49ers, everyone's like, oh, that's AJ Brown. You know, you know that's the guy we my see. Issue, though, you know what my issue is with that? Why is it that AJ Brown did so much love at that game, right? Oh my gosh, like, see, you can't guard him, this and that and that. What did Debo Samuel do that game? I know. Almost 200 yards. And nobody talks about that. Like, nobody talks about how Debo really dominated a Tennessee defense. You know, yeah, and, he, and he did, man. He, he had an awesome game. And I actually, Croc, I've been talking about this on the spaces. And I, well, I didn't want to keep too much of your time, but I do want to throw this out here before I get out is that his contract extension could be coming up right? The 49ers could extend him this offseason. If they don't do it, they would have to extend him next offseason when he's a free agent. So I, my thought process is I think for both Debo and the 49ers, um, they should try and get this extension done sooner rather than later. Because I think for Debo, you want to get to that next contract, right? Getting that four-year deal and the ability to be a free agent after your eighth year um, in the league to me would be huge. And then for the 49ers perspective, I think obviously you're taking a risk if you wait and, and you're trying to say, oh, yeah, he might get hurt again. And, hey, he might not be worth what we might be paying him. But on the same like end of the spectrum or on the other end of the spectrum, sorry, um, if he does ball out another year, you're paying him 30 million dollars. Like right. that's just the end of the story. And, and if I'm the 49ers, I'd be very happy to pay him $23 million this offseason then try and pay him 30 in the future and paying Bosa 30 per year in the future. And, and, and things just add up really bad. So I, I think Debo and the 49ers, it's, it's both in their best interest to try and get this uh, contract on this offseason. Yep, I agree, man. Ben, thank you for coming on, bro. Of course. Anytime, Croc. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, Debo Samuel, man. Uh the, the tough thing with Debo, he's older. So he's like, I think he might be like 26 years old right now. So, you know, four-year contract, we're talking about somebody that's pushing 30, 30 years old. Yeah, he wasn't a young rookie coming in. He was already like 24 years old. So th there's that aspect of it. But played terrific. Has over 1,500 yards right now between receiving and rushing. Over 1,200 yards. It's like 1,250 yards receiving. Uh, 12 touchdowns on a year. Dude's balling. Here we go. We talked about what would be an improvement for Trey Lance. Our guy Jay Boogie says, if he can throw two touchdowns in the game, that would be a huge improvement. And I would say, I don't know how huge that would be because he definitely threw two touchdowns in just the second half against the Seattle Seahawks. So there were two touchdowns thrown in that game, uh, just second half. I think for, you know, the improvement from Trey Lance is just, does it look a little bit more settled in? Does it look a little bit more comfortable? And if he does, that should lead to, you know, a little bit better accuracy. Not saying a huge jump, right? I'm not saying he's going to go out there and complete 70% of his passes. But, you know, if he could be, you know, 62% as opposed to like 51% or whatever it was in that last game, I think that would be a huge improvement just to show he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. And part of getting him comfortable is, you know, Kyle Shanahan in the ways, the ways that he calls plays. Appreciate everybody that's in here. I got some more callers coming on right now. If you haven't already, if you like this show, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. On, what, almost 450 people in here. Uh, go ahead, yeah, hit that like button, all that good stuff. We're talking about all things Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo this morning. My next guy coming on, I got Bradley. Bradley, what's good, man? Hey, good morning, sir. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Good. I just I just got to say I hope everyone else was uh, a little bit worried like me. I was following you around on YouTube seeing, like, a crazy ex-girlfriend. I was like, where's the clock time? 
yeah. Yeah, but anyways, um, so how do how much do you really think that there is a possibility that this is overblown and Trey Lance is not going to start? Because I don't want to be like how our Niners used to be where they just suck you in because they're doing a good job, and then all of a sudden it just falls off a cliff, and then we end the season three and freaking, you know, 13. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Do you really think that Trey Lance is going to start because they signed that guy? Because I feel like they would have already, maybe uh, this morning, they probably would have already put him on the injured reserve, or they might uh, might have brought that guy up to the roster to make a spot for him just in case? Uh, from my understanding, they're going to evaluate him today. And then I think he, I guess he's going to try to, he's going to try to throw Thursday. So okay. yeah, that's kind of what, what was being said and, and we'll know more from there, but I'm pretty sure that Kyle Shanahan, those guys are doing everything to prepare Trey Lance to be the starter. But yeah, there is a chance that Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter for sure. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's a that's that that's all I wanted to ask you. Uh, stoked that you're back, and I get uh, get the crock time in the AM. Thanks for coming back, Rocky. Have a good rest of the day. All right, man. You have a good one. Yeah, it feels good to be back, man. I was in California visiting family and everything, and it was tough, man. It was tough, guys. It was tough to get in any kind of rhythm re- recording and all that. So I'm back every morning. We didn't go at our normal time. I think I was about 30 minutes past the normal time that we come on here. And for those of you who are new to the show, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button. We come on live Monday through Friday, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. Today it was pushed back about 30 minutes because I'm still kind of on West Coast time in my mind right now. All right, here we go. Got Matt coming on. Matt, good morning. Oh, Matt, you're mute. You're muted. All right, Matt. Matt's not ready. My bad. All right, get back to you, Matt. Got, got my guy Ryan coming on. Ryan, good morning. How you doing? What's up, Crocker man? Let me know if my audio doing a little bit better today. Uh, oh yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Awesome, awesome, man. Glad to see you back in town. You know what I'm saying? Back at the crib, back in your comfort space, man. Um, yeah. A lot has changed since since you have um, left the crib, man. <laughs> I know, right? And I wanted to come on. I wanted to like pop up and do some video, but you know, I want to do things right. I like being, I like being in my in my element here. So I'm finally back in it. And uh, yeah, it feels good to be able to talk some 49er football with y'all. Yeah, man. You know, it's like in the profession. You got you want to make sure you got all your, your like if you was a chef, you want all your cutlery. You know what I'm saying? Be able to do what you want to do and feel comfortable while you're doing it. So yeah, yeah, man. Uh, hey, so I've been listening about the Jimmy G and. This is not even a negative take on Jimmy, but I've been here. I heard Kurt Warner and Steve Young talk about this over the last two weeks about pure progression and how Kyle Shanahan's scheme could also be a factor of Jimmy uh, of Jimmy Garoppolo's erratic play, and um, how Steve Young was breaking it down to the guys. He was saying that like most quarterbacks has a familiarity not only with the offense but they understand defense concepts, so they read defense. And they were saying how Jimmy has has that ability to read the defense taken away from him, and at times they feel like they can be a detriment to him as well. And then Kurt Warner got on 
maybe last week and said the same thing, how sometimes, yes, it's cool to have your career progression, but there are certain reads that you will see, like he was giving the example of the um, Seattle game where um, Wagner picked up. He said that just a person doing his pre-progressions and going for it instead of reading the defense and then understanding that that drop going to be there. And they talk about that with a Kyle Shanahan offense, how I think he was giving Tyler Bray like some props saying that like, man, this offense is difficult to even understand. And then it's so difficult to understand at times where it takes away his ability to scan the field and read and react in a certain type of way to be a, a better quarterback. But we always see Jimmy good at the last two minutes of a first half or two minutes in the fourth quarter because I believe he he stripped away from those pure progressions, I think, kind of, and just able to go out there and play quarterback. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that. You know, really think back to Trey Lance too, right? When, when was Trey Lance at his best? A lot of times in those two minutes, and not just, you know, at the end of a Seahawks game or Cardinals game, but also it was uh, preseason, right? Like marching teams down, you know, right before halftime. He did a really good job of that multiple times. So there might be something to that where Kyle does have a lot of on their plate with, with thinking, and, and, and maybe it is slightly a little too complicated, but I think what Kyle thinks is, if you if you get that part down, you, you play MVP caliber football. And we saw that with Matt Ryan, or even Matt Matt Schaub, right? Schaub Schaub threw for almost five thousand yards with Kyle Shanahan and a bunch of touchdowns and things like that. So, I think Kyle looks at it like if you can figure it out, you, you know, you end up playing at a high level. But I think his quarterbacks are like, dude, this is this is tough. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wanted to say something real fast about the Jay Cutler comparison. Jay Cutler had top three arm talent. Every year he was in the league. Jimmy is nowhere near has that type of arm talent as far as throwing the ball, deep ball, short, intermediate. Joey Cutler, even though he didn't have it all up, like up top, that man arm was was some kind of beautiful. <laughs> right. And, and I think even the person said that in the thing, he said, you know, Jimmy is Jay Cutler, you know, just Cutler had a better arm. And I'd say that's yeah. That's, all right. And my right. one last thing before I get off, I'm let you go. Hey, yeah. can we just really be happy that if Trey does start this um, Sunday, a 49er home game, this will be his first home game. I think that place will be, I think the Levi's will be rocking. I mean, that joke will go be rocking. So, yeah, I'm just excited about that. Now, definitely, definitely. All right, I'm going to get you off and get the All next right, person man. on. Peace out. All right, yeah, now there is something to that, though. Um, you know, this is a, mu a much more ideal situation for Trey Lance to kind of come in and start in as opposed to, you know, his first career start on the road against Arizona. That was an undefeated team. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones on the other side. You know, that's that's kind of difficult to know you're going up against that. And I think even Kyle Shanahan pressed a little bit, understanding what was on the other side, the the ball for, for him, right? Uh, just knowing, okay, Kyler Murray's over there, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green. Man, I got to score points. I got to score points. Went for it several times on fourth down when really, if he had to kick some field goals, maybe it's a different game, right? Uh, so, you know, when you're going up against the Houston Texans, I don't think the 49ers will feel the need to press as much as they did against
why does my mic keep going? My mic keeps going on mute. My bad, y'all. I don't know why it keeps doing that. But anyways, I'm getting the next caller on Antonio before I get muted again by my my mic. Yo, what's going on, Croc? Good morning, man. How you doing? Man, it's like talking to a celebrity, bro. I gotta I gotta piggyback with that last caller. I was looking for you like crack or something, man. Like, what is guy? <laughs> and usually I'm at work. Uh when you come on, I'm on the East Coast. So I'm usually at work, but I still catch you like in the evening time or whatever. But yeah, it's good to be on here and catch you live every now and then. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. I like it I live. That. I appreciate that, fam. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I'm gonna take us on a, on a, on a, the roller coaster timeline real quick, man. Going back to 2017, I really wanted us to get Deshaun Watson, right? We picked the Solomon Thomas with that top pick, and I hate when they call NFL players a bust because I feel like if these guys made it this high, how can you call that a bust? And a lot of times they're misused or not developed properly. Sometimes they put, and I see the 49ers do that a lot. They put people in positions that they're not even drafted for. And then when they don't work out, people want to call them a bust. It's not a bust. It just didn't work out, you know. Right. So we get Jimmy G. And after hearing how he was looking in New England, kind of seeing him, you know, he didn't even make it the full four games he was supposed to make it there. But you saw the glimpses. It's like, all right, we'll see how this works. At the end of the year, you get what looks like what could be an MVP level type of player. We come into 2018, geeked up. By game three, he's out for the season. 2018, it's like, God dang. All right, so, you yeah. know, this whole time, though, I'm still holding out hope because I'm like, this dude's going to be the truth once he, gets, once he gets back. So 2019 comes in, and, you know, we see what Jimmy G really is. He's up and down, you know, and I'm not going to say that uh, – he was like MVP level, but I'm not going to say he was garbage. People like to call him garbage. He's not garbage. He just, you just got to know what to expect. You yeah. understand? You got to just temper your expectations, so to speak. But he did enough in enough games to help us get to the big game. Too bad we couldn't pull it out at the end, but people would tell me things about him. And I had the blinders on, man, you know, and me too. Last year, huh? I, I like where you're going. No, keep going. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, I would make, I would not, I wouldn't call it excuses. I would just hold out all hope. Like, look, man, the guy was out for a year, you know, with the the uh, ACL. He came back last year. It was still sort of a developmental year. This year, he's going to go off, you know, and we get what we got last year. Yeah. And it was injuries thrown in and everything. And it's like, ah, oh, man. So now you come into this year and I, I don't, I don't know if I can still excuse <laughs> The Jimmy that we've seen moving forward, especially, you know, just the way things have played out now. Now, when we drafted Trey and I was all excited, just like everybody, it's like a shiny new toy. You're looking at it and you're like, all right, we don't expect him to do a lot. Let's just see what he could do. But, you know, you're still holding out hope that the dude could just come out and just blow it up in training camp. Right. And in the beginning, they said that he was matching Jimmy throw for throw and in some cases looking better. So now that's the future that you're looking for. That's the future that we're hoping for. And granted, we got a hold of that expectation. And Jimmy, it's like a lot of people said, man, before before the Niners was, before we had him, we were not where we are now. We weren't respectable for some time, you know. Right. So that's a great, I mean, I understand. I understand that. But sometimes people take you as far as they can go, and then you got to get somebody else to take you the rest of the way, you know. So enough respect for Jimmy for doing what he did, you know. And another thing I hate, too, is when people say, well, the 49ers are winning with Jimmy and they can't win without him. That's true to a degree. Like you say, it's got to be taken with context. Who else have we had along the way with Jimmy? 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to disrespect his wins or his record, but it's like we had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and Brian Hoyer along the way. So right. you're comparing Jimmy to them, then, yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks good. But let's not say that because I just think that we could have done better. I'll say that. But I'm not going to take nothing away from Jimmy. I just hate how they, to me, give a whole lot more credit to him because we've been winning, but we've been winning for other reasons like defense, like the running game, weapons like George Kittle, Debo coming out of, you know what I'm saying? It's been a lot easier, Kyle being that kind of play caller he is. But now, so we enter this era with Lance, and a lot of people think that Lance needs to be more of a running guy or whatever like that. I beg to differ because I believe that he can run the exact same offense that we had with Jimmy. We saw Jimmy try to do a play uh, read option. I don't know why they did that, but we we know Lance can run that. Uh, these read options. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 run the 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 RPOs. Jimmy's been kind of sort of doing some of those. I believe Trey can run those. We got these what they call Jimmy Gimmies, where it's a quick dump off to uh, Kittle or Ayuk or even the running back. I don't know why we didn't get those in Arizona. But those will take Trey along. Those those will get him a long way in the game, give him confidence, you know, help him move the offense and whatnot. And a lot of the throws that we see Jimmy miss that we so ticked off about, the Kyle Yusek uh, throw, a couple of the super high throws, the, the George Kittle or whatever, you know, a lot of these throws I feel Trey Lance can make because some of them are outside of numbers, but we all believe that Jimmy has issues thrown in that direction, in that area. Uh and some of them are down the field where he's sometimes he can get the ball there, but it's late or it's short or it's just inaccurate. And in a short period of time, and all those not all been game reps, though, we've still been seeing that more consistently. Trey's been able to deliver on these type of throws. So I feel like why switch the whole thing up? The offense has been humming along, especially more uh, the last few weeks with 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 uh, the games we've been winning on this little winning streak, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Why switch it up? Keep it the same, you know, uh, give Trey some confidence, play some plays that can get it in. We can sprinkle a quarterback draw near here or there, but let's keep that to a minimum because you get him hurt and then we down to Nate Subfield. And I'm not going to disrespect Nate Subfield, but I don't know what our chances of winning the like with that. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you don't want to keep hurting the rookie in the, in his first. You don't want you don't want to keep hurting the quarterback, period. But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So why can't Trey get a 40 run from Elijah Mitchell slash whatever running back game. You know what I'm saying? That can help him out more rather than trying to make him a part of the running game. And that's all I'm saying is we can still do some of the same things we've done with Jimmy with Trey. And it'll still be as, as, as and obviously the caveat is you expect him to still be able to com complete a larger percentage of the throws that we've not seen him be able to do. But I'm just saying that according to what reports have been coming out, we've heard Matt Miyako, uh, Kyle himself, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Fred Warner, and I think it was another reporter that kind of piggybacked what Matt Miyako was saying. They've said that Trey's been on fire. John Lynch has said that Trey's been doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if that's the case, then we should be okay. Uh, like you say, it's a rookie. We shouldn't raise our expectations so high. We get what we get. There's going to be some lumps. He's going to make some mistakes. I get it. But I'm just saying that I think that he's probably just, like you said, comfortable. He's probably just as comfortable doing some of the same things that Jimmy does. I mean, yeah. he's probably the same things he's running on scout team, right? Unless we're playing like the Cardinals or we're playing like, you know, Seattle or 
uh, Baltimore or somebody with the actual scrambling running quarterback, he probably emulate another quarterback sitting in the pocket and getting these throws out. So why not yeah. just take advantage of this growth that we've seen and just keep it just as simple? Yeah, and, and one thing I heard that they've done for him is when they are, you know, a lot of teams have some of the similar concepts and play calls and things like that. They may call things at different times, but they run some of the same stuff. So what I'm understanding, what I heard was Kyle Shanahan, he's been calling in the play to Trey Lance as if it's the 49ers play call. And then he goes and works that against the 49ers defense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's some that's 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 something really good that I think Kyle has done. And I guess they feel like that has helped him uh, along in his progression. You know, you said some things that are really good about Jimmy Garoppolo as well. You know, I think with with, with Jimmy, there always was that, and I touched on it a little bit earlier, but that that okay, like there, there's more, like okay, and I feel like we all we kind of made I don't want to say we made excuses for him, but we just understand that. A lot of times guys just aren't what they are are right. until they show you that over yeah. a long period of time. So like you, I also held out on judging Jimmy Garoppolo too hard when all my buddies, everybody on TV, everybody's just <laughs> like, he's not it. He's not yeah. the guy they think he is. And everybody, and I'm like, yes, he is. Don't you talk about Jimmy that way. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I was that guy too. And then I did come to realize Maybe Jimmy is just what he is, which is yeah. solid. It's solid. Yeah. But, you know, uh, like uh, Andy Dalton, right? The Bengals had Andy Dalton. If you look at Andy Dalton's early years, like uh, I believe after his rookie year, the next five years, went to the playoffs, won a ton of games with the Bengals. He was good. But he was right. always that guy where he just like, just I just need a little more, right? Yeah. I just need a little more. And they stuck with them for a long time and they never got over that hump. Right. Like where the 49ers are right now is, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like, I just need that. I need that little bit more, and I don't think he's that. And they put themselves in position to get somebody that could potentially give them that more. Now, what Trey Lance will be, we don't know. But he has the ability to give you that little bit more yeah. that you need. Will he do yeah. it? You know, the, the jury's out. But, again, right. just like Jimmy Garoppolo, who I gave three years without even really coming to a conclusion on what he is, I'll do the same with Trey Lance as well. True, true. Appreciate appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the ear, man. The opportunity to talk with you. Uh, I'll get I'll get All right. I hope everybody enjoys the game this week. We're going to get this win. It's the Trey era. Yeah. I heard somebody called it the Trey offs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Much love, man. All right. Thanks for coming on. There we go. I got my guy, Darius. Darius says, who is Tyler Bray? So Tyler Bray... Uh, you know, we have QB Mondays. Greg Pinelli comes on. And Matt. Uh, why do I keep getting muted? I swear I'm not. I'm not hitting that button, y'all. I don't know how the mute button keeps randomly getting hit. I don't even have the mouse or cursor or whatever over there. All right. But hopefully I recognize it when it pops up like that. But um, Tyler Bray, my guy, Greg Pinelli, he works with Tyler Bray, trains him. They, they coach together, all that. Greg Pinelli comes on QB Mondays. He'll be on to talk a lot about this. But Tyler Bray was the one that was like, yeah, man, uh, something's going on with the 49ers quarterback position. Don't know quite what, but they're bringing me in for a workout. And this was Sunday, so I knew about that Sunday. And then obviously Monday we found out exactly what it was. They, they brought Tyler Bray in. Tyler Bray is now uh, with the 49ers. I believe he signed to their practice squad. So we'll get some good insight on this show because Tyler Bray, he'll come on. He'll come on with Greg. So we'll have, we'll have much more. Uh, it sounds like I'm in the bathroom.
I don't know what's going on with my setup, y'all. It must be saying it's time for me to get off. Real quick, let me get Matt on. Hopefully, Matt sounds better than me. Matt, what's good, man? Oh, uh, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I, I, I guess I sound weird right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang tight. You go ahead, do your thing. Oh yeah, man. Uh, man, first of all, I want to say rest in peace to the late great John Mad Man. Uh, I, I, I seen that information this this morning, and like I, like I said, I shed a couple of tears, man. Like. Just growing up off of Madden and everything like that, and um, like I, like I said, his family, everything like that, man. We, man, you always be loved, and not. I know you was a Raider, but we still love you, Niner Nation. You always be, you know, one of the greats. Um, yeah, man. Um, see what's going on with you, Croc, man? I ain't, I ain't heard from you in a minute, man. I know, man. I was in California, and I just couldn't get. I couldn't get things right. I was over here. I'm over there. Uh, I'm in a hotel. I'm staying at my grandparents, and I was just like, man, it was just too hard to, you know, be consistent with recording. So I'm back now. Though I'm back at the crib now, so it's all good. For sure, man. And uh, another another thing I want to say too, man. Like uh, other other callers, man. I don't want to be uh be we didn't bashed on him enough, man. I want to thank Jimmy Garoppolo for everything he's done for our franchise. Like I know I'm probably I'm one of the people who always bash him and always get mad at a lot of the stuff. But like I said, um, man, like, shit, we went through a lot of losing, and and we, like, I, I've been through the Tim Rattay, Troy Smith, the, all the coaches, J Dennis Erickson, uh, all these guys that we had, Mike Nolan, all these guys that we had, I've been through it all, through the good and bad. I was not able, I'm not old enough to able, I was never able to see us win the Super Bowl. So, like, I'm, I was born in 90, so, you know what I mean? Like, I had to really stick and really be faithful to this franchise, bro. And so, like I said, I'm going to thank Jimmy, for, even though he, he was, he's not, he wasn't good enough and he didn't get us over that hump. I do thank him for the little bit of consistency that we did get at the quarterback position with him. I'm excited. It's exciting time to be a Niner fan right now. Cause we have Trey. And like I said, I'm looking forward to the future. And I'm, like I said, man, I'm happy. I'm excited. I just want to see the kid, get out there and do his thing and, and be successful, man. Whatever, you know, whatever happens, bro. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, so what, what are you expecting to see from Trey Lance this weekend? Uh, man, I'm, like I said, like, I'm, I'm going to be realistic. The, the jury's still out. The jury's still out on, on, <laughs> on Jimmy Garoppolo and his thumb, and he's going to try to go after it. He's going to try to throw. He's going to give it everything he has. So maybe Jimmy yeah. starts. But if Trey Lance starts, kind of what do you expect? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Trey's going to start because we all been down the road. When Jimmy's not 100%, we know what, where he goes, bro. He throws – and we've seen that Dolphins game last year. We do not want to relive that, okay? So we know – we pretty much know unless he magically reheals, it's going to be Trey, bro. And like I said, man, he's a rookie. I'm going to be patient with him. You can't compare an eight-year veteran to a rookie and the mistakes they do. Like, you can't compare the two, man. So, like I said, I'm expecting him to make mistakes. I'm expecting him to, to have growing pains. But – we have to be patient with him. We're going to get big plays out of him as well. But like I said, we he's going to have to take time. The offensive line has to learn how to block with him, a scrambling type of quarterback. The receivers, he has to get the timing down with Brandon and, and Debo and Trent Sherfield and all, all the other guys. Like I said, man, I expect him to – Make like I said to, to, to have struggles, but he will make plays, man. Because we have a great defense, 
And we, like I said, we have a top defense. He's in the best position out of all the rookies besides Mac Jones. You look at all the other rookies, they're on uh, sorry teams. Uh, sorry, not sorry, dude. The Bears have a good defense, but, you know, all the stuff going on, Mac Nagy and everything. We have an organization where we built camaraderie. We have coaches that have been here for years. Like I said, great defense. We have leaders on this team, offensive weapons. I'm pretty sure Kyle can scheme some things up to get the ball out of his hands real quick and make it look easy for him, the same way he did with Jimmy. If he doesn't do that, then I don't know. He don't want to win, man. But, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, like I said, like I don't expect I expect him to struggle. I don't expect him to go in and just throw three, four touchdowns, man. Like I'm being realistic. Like, but he he can make plays. Like we have playmakers, we have a defense. Like there's no reason why he cannot be successful. You know what I'm saying with the game plan, like a 20, 20 passes. You know what I'm saying? Um, then hand the ball off to, to Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Mitchell, we, we got uh, Mitchell back, and then we're going to have Jeff Wilson. So I expect to see a heavy run game in, the, in this next game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mm-hmm. agree. I appreciate you coming on, Matt. I'm going to get you off so I get to the Super Chats. All right, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. All good. Here we go. Got my guy Javier Reyes, and he says, Kyle with Trey, I believe this offense is going to be beautiful. I mean, historical offense that will go down in history. Best run. Uh, and Kiddo Debo, I 49ers have had some really good quarterbacks and really good receivers. So, best offense in history, you know, I think that might be a little extreme, Javier, but definitely has the ability to be very explosive. All right, I, I definitely think that it has the ability to be really explosive. One of the best in history, uh, no, I don't know if it'll go down in history. We'll see. My guy, Eddie, what's up, Croc? I was in spaces all week, and people are mostly for Trey. Those that are for Jimmy are playing our feel for that uh, Trey can't cut it. Happy New Year. Appreciate you coming on, Eddie. Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, I've seen a lot of people holding Trey Lance to the same standard that they are Jimmy Garoppolo. I always thought that was kind of weird. Like, you got a rookie coming in and you expect him to play at the same level as Jimmy. That was never my expectations. I think my expectations were really more so of, I expected Jimmy to have this team in a better spot at this point in the year. You know, so that's me showing Jimmy love. Like, I think he's a a, a solid quarterback. It, you know, you, you play him, it should result in wins. And I'm not saying that all the losses were on him, but at no point in the offseason when, when they said they were sticking with Jimmy to be the starter, did I expect this team to be eight and seven, at, you know, after, what is it, um, 16 games, 15 games or whatever. All right. Uh, I expected the 49ers to be in a much better position, maybe a, you know, a 12 and five, 12 and four, 11 and five, you know, something along those lines at, at this point, but not what we've, we, we've seen. And I think from that standpoint, it's like, all right, not really quite what I expected. We'll see what the rookie can do. But uh, yeah, I think the, it, it has been weird for me to see people be so critical of a guy who has one start. Very critical of him. I haven't done that with any rookie this year, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. I've seen their performances, and if you look at a lot of these guys, there's ups and downs. And there, a lot of them are trying to, you know, they're figuring it out. And I say the same for Trey Lance. Trey Lance, he's like the other guys, and probably in a better situation than a lot of those guys, but got to figure it out. And it's going to take guys to play to figure it out because there's a lot of new things that they're going to be see. It's no different than some of y'all that go from 
one job, right? You have this job and you've been doing it a certain way. And then you have a, a new job and it's a step up. And it takes a little bit of time, right? For you to truly grasp exactly what it is that, you know, they're asking you to do and really be able to run it to the way that they want. Right. And it might be slightly different, but uh, over time you eventually get it. And I think that's what we'll see from Trey Lance. But I know everybody wants everything right now. So um, we'll have to see how the 49er fan base deals with this. But I expect him to go out and do well against Houston. I believe he'll do well. I believe so. If Jim played every game, do fans accept his flaws? Yeah, because I, I'd i assume that it would be more wins, right? Look at, again, I, I brought up Andy Reid. I mean, no, excuse me, Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Dalton. And I thought with Andy Dalton, he's essentially kind of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? If you look at Andy Dalton with the Bengals, he won a lot of games. But still, you always are kind of searching for that more. And I think the 49ers would always kind of be searching for that more because Jimmy was always going to give you kind of some weird moments. All right, man, shoes. we've been in here almost two hours, man. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back here tomorrow live. You know what it is. Uh, shoes, man, make sure you guys, if you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We got Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Download the app. Go make you some money right now. Player props over unders. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what Trey Lance's props are for the game. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in to Underdog Fantasy. You know we're going to be involved with that. All that good stuff. We're going to talk more about this. I know this is not going to be the last that we hear about it. Kyle Shanahan is going to talk about it a little bit today. And we'll know a little bit more about this situation. And as I hear more, I definitely will come to you guys and tell you guys more. But appreciate everybody sitting here. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be talking with y'all. But y'all already know what it is, man. Until another episode, man. I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 a.m. Pacific Time. I am out. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown. Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace.